Hello, and welcome to Capital Compass. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. Today, in episode 15, I'll be talking with Dan Misla, founder of the Catholic Climate Covenant. Throughout the 2022 legislative session, we are giving you updates on what is happening in Albany. Without further ado, here is your Legislative Minute. Welcome to the Legislative Minute. I'm here with Dennis Paust, Executive Director of the New York State Catholic Conference. Today, recording the Legislative Minute, it is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. Dennis, can you tell us what's been happening in Albany recently? Thanks, Jillian. Well, we're still talking about the state budget, which uh, passed on April 9th of this year. We talked a little bit about the education funding last time. And as promised, there are a number of other things I wanted to mention because uh, there are a lot of things of interest to the church. For example, uh, in the area of human services, we've seen a 5.4% cost of living adjustment for human services employees, the workforce, which has really been ignored for years by the previous administration. We've seen uh, an investment in children's mental health uh, and behavioral health in general. Really importantly, uh, the governor's budget, which was approved by the legislature, puts in uh, over a five-year period a $25 billion housing plan that's going to create or preserve 100,000 affordable housing units in New York. 10,000 of those will be supportive housing units for at-risk populations, for instance, people at risk of homelessness. In the healthcare realm, uh, Medicaid eligibility has been expanded for pregnant women, and it covers them one year postpartum, which is important. And it also includes undocumented moms, uh, which we want good health outcomes for all moms. And undocumented seniors are now covered under Medicaid as well, over the age of 65. And also, there's been a $7 billion investment in child care. I could go on and on, uh, improve funding uh, for refugees. Uh, there's some envi- environmental uh, investments that have been made. Overall, a good budget for the church, and uh, we're happy to work with legislators going forward now for the rest of the session and to deal with some of the other issues that might come up. And that was your Legislative Minute. We'll be right back after a brief message. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website at nyscatholic.org slash action dash center or texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN, C-A-N, to 50457. So in honor of the recent celebration of Earth Day on April 22nd, we thought it would be fitting to discuss Care for Creation. Today, we are joined by Dan Misla of the Catholic Climate Covenant. In fact, he is the founder of the Catholic Climate Covenant. Prior to this, he spent time working in the Department of Justice, Peace, and Human Development at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops and in the Office of Social Action in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you, Jillian. Happy to be here. So I guess to start off, uh, can you tell us what the Catholic Climate Covenant is and why it was formed? Sure. Yeah. So in 2006, uh, I had been working, as you mentioned in the intro, at the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. 
I became very interested in, and concerned about the issue of climate change. The bishops had written a statement of, on climate change in 2001. So my former boss and a funder came to me and said, you know, let's, let's get you a, let's help you put together an organization that would focus on this issue and uh, particularly Catholic teaching on climate change and um, have you start uh, educating and organizing and getting folks engaged in this work uh, and do it outside of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. So that's really how it started. Today we enjoy uh, support from 20 national Catholic organizations that are our partners with this. Uh, we have about 30,000 people who uh, you know, who are connected with us. Um, uh, we send a monthly newsletter. We have a number of programs to help to get help us to get at that goal of educating, organizing, and advocating. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a, it's it's a great uh, organization, amazing staff, uh, and I think we're doing our best work ever. So, to um, kind of look at climate change, uh, I guess to start off before we get into dive into more um what are some of the biggest causes of climate change and like some of the specific actions you know maybe the global community in the u.s in particular can uh, take to combat it sure yeah well the, the primary cause is the burning of fossil fuels there there are other greenhouse gases that we need to be concerned about um methane and and um, you know particularly from animal agriculture and and the drilling of uh, natural gas and things like that but really uh, our cars uh, heating and cooling our homes um, and our buildings uh, you know airplane travel is is pretty bad so we need to we need to dial back the amount of co2 that we're putting into the atmosphere atmosphere particularly from uh, you know coal and oil and gas uh, power plants um, uh, from our gasoline powered cars and diesel diesel trucks and things like that and you know and, and button down our homes um, so all of those things should be of concern to the Catholic community um, to to the globe <laughs> but particularly uh, you know we're focused on the Catholic community so you know we need to we need to be much more concerned conservative in terms of conserving our resources for future generations and moving away from uh, this this polluting technology into more renewable technology and energy efficiencies and things like that. Now, I, I feel like um, oftentimes you think of the Catholic Church, you don't necessarily think of combating climate change and other environmental issues. In your words, kind of, you know, is this interest in climate change new to the church? And what's the church's position? Yeah, it it's 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 a new problem. Uh, we've never faced the issue of climate change uh, before. Although the science of climate change goes back to the, the turn of the last century, so the late 1800s, uh, that was you know back then scientists were saying we have to be kind of careful about how much of the CO2 we're putting in the atmosphere. They understood the greenhouse gas effect back then, um, but you know, but for the church, uh, our um, uh, teaching goes back to Genesis when we were asked to be co-creators with God for this gift that God has given us. And uh, but you know, with with modern um, uh, problems, uh, particularly with you know our growing population, uh, our hyper consumerism, um, the burning of fossil fuels, uh, you know, citing. Uh, power plants near low-income communities, you know, the environmental justice impacts of that, 
and, and so forth, um, this climate issue has become new. Uh, but going back to John Paul II, certainly Benedict XVI and now Pope Francis are teaching on this issue has become much clearer. Uh, we need to be better stewards of God's creation. Uh, we cannot continue to consume resources at the rate uh, that we're doing, particularly in developed countries, which obviously would include the United States. But also what this neglect and what this overconsumption does to poor communities and to the biodiversity of the planet. So we must, we must be concerned about the particularly people, but also other creatures and other, uh, other gifts that God has given to us and, and how our, our neglect and our um, inattention to these concerns impacts those, um, all, all life, but particularly people who, who are, um, don't have the resources that we might to be able to withstand what's, what's been happening with our climate. So how does the Catholic Climate Covenant specifically relate to the Pope's encyclical Laudato Si? I mean, um, you know, if you were following our social media, we had a lot of posts uh, for Laudato Si week. Um, kind of just, I want to, you know, let listeners kind of the connection. Um, yeah, well, Laudato Si certainly was a groundbreaking encyclical. It sort of combined and brought together all of that teaching. Um, it, it, uh, Pope Francis gave a very clear-eyed view of the problems but also pointed in some directions that we need to take in order to get ourselves out of this conundrum. Um, so, you know, I think, I think uh, the, the Vatican, what the Vatican has done now is they've created this Laudato Si action platform, which encourages uh, seven different sectors within the Catholic community, everything from education to individuals, to parishes and dioceses, to higher education, to encourage uh, a seven year journey towards sustainability by um, implementing seven goals. So it's seven sectors, seven goals over seven years. And they, the Vatican and the US Conference of Catholic Bishops has, have asked the Covenant, our organization, to kind of spearhead those efforts in the United States. So we're, you know, so we're doing that with all of, uh, with leaders of all of these different sectors to try to move people into this seven year sustainability uh, project. Uh, and that will be continuing. It's not just a one-year thing. It's, it's going to continue year after year. There'll be a new cohort of, of organizations within those sectors committing to the platform. So, you know, the, we've got the teaching, we've got the tools, we've got the, you know, the, uh, the platform as an, organize, as an organizing effort. So there's really no excuse for us not to be doing some of these things. It's just a matter of, you know, getting, getting it out there and encouraging people to participate. So kind of uh, switching over a little bit to, um, although you work on federal stuff, I just, I wanted to bring this up. So uh, Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing to end natural gas and fossil fuel hookups in all new buildings in New York within the next five years. You know, as we balance our desire for climate change mitigation with economic reality, you know, should we be concerned about this disproportionate impact on poor communities as a result of rising costs on such an aggressive timeline? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's where the church ought to be weighing in. Um, you know, I, I do think that it's important uh, to begin to move away from fossil fuels as quickly as possible. Uh, but we do have to be mindful of the impacts of that, of those policies on low-income people. You know, what is it going to do? Um, you know, there was a, a in 2010, there was a bill in, in uh, Congress, in the U.S. Congress, to to put a it's called cap and trade to you know kind of cap um, 
the use of fossil fuels and then and then trade uh, to, to it's a it's an effort it's an economic tool to try to drive up the cost of of energy and drive down its usage right so uh, the bishops at that time weighed in very strongly on that bill focusing primarily on what is that going to do to low-income people and so if if there's a if there's a, a a pot of money because we've made you know that the government because the government has made um fossil fuel use more expensive some of that revenue that's generated from that uh, policy needs to be rebated back to low-income people in particular for home heating and and auto travel and those types of things so you know there are mechanisms that we can endorse to try to to try to do both things to try to reduce the amount of fossil fuels but also ensure that the poor uh, our poor communities and individuals are not uh, given an added burden to their already burdened lives yeah I think it's a uh, key to really for listeners to, that we're trying to find a, you know, strike a balance um, to ensure that the poor don't suffer the economic impacts. That's right. That's right. Um, so I see that the covenant is planning on lobbying us senators in may, mm-hmm. you know, and as the Catholic climate covenant, you guys are, you work on a lot of more like federal issues. So, um, can you let us know what the uh, lobbying effort is or like kind of uh, the other lobbying efforts you guys do um, as a climate covenant? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we, we always uh, check in with the USCCB when we do these types of advocacy efforts. Um, this is a, um, I guess you, I wouldn't call it a light touch um, because it's not that, but basically what we're asking folks around the country to do is to, is to encounter uh, in the spirit of Pope Francis's language, our, our senators and just to say, hey, we're here. Uh, we, you know, we are from the Catholic community. Uh, we believe that it's important that the federal government lead on public policies on um, reducing um, uh, fossil fuel use and, and ensuring that low-income folks are are not harmed by that. Uh, and it's time for the federal government to really step up and engage on this issue. Uh, and we'll be watching carefully what policies are proposed and, and provide our input. So it's really trying to help our folks build relationships with their senators on this particular issue. Um, we're not advocating for any particular piece of legislation, uh, but we're really trying to, to encourage our folks to build those relationships so that uh, they can hear from the faith community, from the Catholic community, and know that there are folks out there that are concerned about these issues. I feel like I love this question. I asked uh, another interviewee this once, uh, d- different subject, obviously. Um, but so like, what would your elevator speech be to Catholics um, to advocate for climate change? Uh, well, my elevator speech would be, um, we have been given this wonderful gift of creation that is meant for all, all people, not just those of us in wealthy countries, but you know, folks in, in low income countries as well. We have this enormous biodiversity, uh, this amazing interconnected web of life that is under threat because of our own behaviors. And we need to begin to think clearly, uh, as Laudato Si teaches us, that everything is connected. Our actions have consequences. And so as if we are mindful of those actions and their consequences, we can get out of this conundrum. But, but it's going to take prayer, it's going to take action, 
It's going to take, um, you know, kind of a sober look at our lifestyles uh, and all of those things to, to do this. But we ought to look at that not so much as sacrifice, but as opportunity. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, for example, um, and I'm aging myself, of course, but, you know, Sundays were sacred. Um, you know, we had, we would go to church and we would have the rest of the day to be with our families, uh, either our immediate family or extended family. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, you know, our Catholic youth organizations are scheduling sporting events on Sundays. That would have never happened. You know, can we, can we take a Sabbath day for heaven's sakes, you know, and I say that uh, literally and metaphorically, you know, can we, can we begin to take a break from this, um, this, uh, you know, squirrel wheel that we're on uh, to try to keep up and to try to do this and do that and, and never really have time to go out into nature and enjoy God's creation. Uh, so I think that's, that's the big challenge for us as, as Catholics. You know, we, we look at, we're looking kind of at the big picture here, but um, also there are so many things that you can do on a smaller scale. So like, what can local parishes and dioceses do, not just, you know, on the policy level, but to promote green energy in their own organizations? Yeah, well, fortunately, a, a lot of our renewable energy technology is now uh, at parity with, um, you know, with, with coal-fired power plant energy, for example. Um, so can we adopt solar? Uh, that's a big, that's a big project. Uh, we have a program to help with that called Catholic Energies, uh, where we, you know, we're sort of um, assisting parishes and dioceses and other religious institutions along the way with that. Uh, but there's also a lot of things that we can do to, to become more energy efficient. Can we seal up our doors and windows a little tighter? Uh, can we put in, you know, programmable thermostats? Can we keep our buildings a little warmer? Uh, in other words, not so much air conditioning in the summer and a little cooler and not so much heat in the winter to, to drive down the energy use. Uh, when we replace appliances, can we make sure that they're energy star and energy efficient? Can we institute recycling programs in our schools and our parishes? Uh, can we stop using uh, disposable items, plastic and styrofoam and paper and, and, and the like uh, for after church uh, donuts and coffee hour? Uh, you know, there's lots of things that can be done. And I would say most importantly is to engage young people on this um, because they're really the ones who are most concerned about their future under a climate threatened world. And it's a great way to keep them involved in the church. It's a great way to attract them back to the church if they have left. Uh, this is their issue. And we are losing an opportunity if we're not paying attention to this and, and inviting them to be leaders in our, in our parishes and our schools on these issues. How can, um, you know, New Yorkers become involved, whether federally or, you know, statewide? Well, certainly, um, uh, you know, at the state Catholic conference level, you know, encourage people to sign up for your, um, you know, for, for your, um, legislative network. And, and we would encourage people to sign up at catholicclimatecovenant.org uh, to be, you know, to get our information as we put it out, uh, both the, all of the things that are happening around the country and our, you know, we post in our newsletter, some inspiration, some prayer. Uh, we have a parish uh, creation care team program. So, you know, it's very well supported. We have lots of ideas on how to get it started what kinds of activities you can do. So there's just lots of things to do, but the most important thing is to get connected 
uh, both with you know, the State Catholic Conference in New York and with Catholic Climate Covenant, and frankly, with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. They do a number of things on the environment as well. So uh, do you have any last words for our listeners? No. Well, happy Easter. Uh, happy Earth Day. Uh, uh, continue to do all of the things that you're doing to, to take care of God's good gift of creation, and we're here to help you. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast, and thank you so much to Dan Misla for coming on the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to catch all the latest from the conference, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYS Catholic Conference. Thanks again, and God bless.